Hey, what's up, Tom? What's up, brother? Hey, man. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart. Well, uh, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and some barbers, right? And with Schedulicity Pays. Yeah, and Schedulicity Pays was huge. Ginormous. It, yeah, and, and it definitely, definitely will save you money. Yeah. No I mean, doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, a 1.99% processing fee and for $0.10 cents a, a swipe. I mean, you, do your research. You can't find better. No. And a free card reader. And a free card reader. That's right. <laughs> Which is integrated right into the app, right? So you don't have to leave the app. Everything is, uh, is right there for you. Yeah. And also, we want to bring to the family. Yeah. So uh, we're also excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them. Um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn, you, you, uh, you, you forward to your, to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor, you know, you charge X amount, you know, per, per hour. And then you're also um, charging for your product, but they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And, and exactly how much product that, it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know, for instance, like, I was way undercharging, like, for either a gloss or, or, or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've, I've readjusted my, schedule, my, my pricing, so now I can, I can make some more money on, on, on those products. Or so, not lose money. <laughs> not lose money. Exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that, that's, that's just silly to it's think like about. like taking your car to a mechanic and they charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. So now, now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about Salon Scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And, and it's already preset in the, uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line. And it just, it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're, when you're weighing your, your product, you just boop, 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 boop. And even if like, like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> because we're independent, you know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's, and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price to whatever you want to charge for that. Meaning like if a tube of color is costing you $10, you can mark it up. So it's $20. So when you forward that to your client, that um, little bit of a, a, a margin there as well. It's, it's so great. Um, again, just thank you very much, Salon Scales. Thank you for being on board with us. And, uh, and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? So uh, today, once again, is a 
it's kind of today's a weird day to me because uh, I think I think we finally like broke through to call uh, to, to call it a friendship. Um, yeah, yeah, it took kind of scared, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah, and then she was like, "Check yourself." Check yourself. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It, it's someone that's has made a huge difference in our industry and yep. continuing to make a huge difference in our industry. Yep. Definitely. And, uh, and, and definitely she's, she's kind of fun to walk around on a, uh, on a convention floor with as well. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, walking with a celebrity. I know exactly. It's like, she's, she's very well recognized on the floor. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to, uh, we're going to talk to Ms. Fondant here in just a sec. But um, so today our, uh, our, our guest is, uh, is Tabitha Coffee. Um, and um, it's our second tra- uh, shot with Tabitha, and we, we got to uh, talk to her at Philly Premiere, and she was able to talk about her, just about her journey and how she found the hair industry. So, you know, once again, in very Tabitha's uh, style, um, we're going to kind of get a little bit deeper into, you know, what motivates her in the industry. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about, you know, what's next, right? Yep. Something that she's been working on um, slowly, uh, it'll, she'll get more uh, aggressive with it later. But it's something that that she's having this dialogue with hairdressers that, you know, what's the roadblock? What's next, right? What, what's what's your challenge? And, mm-hmm. and it's not only just hairdressers, but it's everybody in the hair industry, right? right. It's for everybody. And if we can answer these questions that she has, it I mean, it, it, it could easily change your perspective and your career. Love it. Shall we get in? Yeah. So, Ms. Tabitha Coffee, welcome to your day off. And please tell us what's next. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still laughing about fondant. Um, should we explain it or not? Yeah, we probably should. Otherwise, people will think we're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we are all crazy, we are which we bit. may be. Right. So, so, so in, in in a little bit of the show, um, uh, pre-talk, we were talking about uh, about a uh, 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 cake and 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 that uh, that Tabitha seems to always be the icing on the cake. And then we tried. Then we decided what uh, what kind of cake it was. Yeah, was it was it buttercream or was it fondant? Right, right exactly. which is the hard, you know, where you just plop it on and you mold it, and but it's it's a heavy hard, and hard. A hard exterior with a very uh, warm and gooey interior, and that's and we decided that that's Tabitha because you know once again she she's been amazing to us and she's been amazingly warm and gooey to us as well. So Tabitha, take your goo and and, and tell us. Yeah, it's my big secret that's out. I'm, I'm actually warm, warm and gooey. Who knew? Right. <laughs> Good thing we didn't tell anybody. Yeah, really. <laughs> so glad no one knows. Um, so what's next for me? I, you know, I've just, I can't get this thought out of my head that I feel like a lot of people tell us what we should be doing or a lot of people claim that they know what to do. And a lot of people sit around deciding what we should do or right. what we need or how we should do it. And when, and when no you're saying one, we, you mean a, a hairstylist in the industry and stuff, right? A hundred percent. I mean, right. I, I could go larger in the world, but I'm just talking about our industry. And no one really says to anyone, to a business owner out there or a hairdresser or someone new out of the industry, it doesn't matter where you are on your journey. I can't recall anyone coming up and having a conversation and saying, hey, how's it going? What do you need? Right. What are you struggling with? What are you celebrating? What do you wish that you knew more of? How do you wish you were being told that information? And the more I thought about it, um, I've also decided that 
well, 2020 for me is a year of um, connecting. Mm. And one of the ways I want to do that is I've started an initiative called Conversations with Tabitha, where you go on to my website, you fill out a questionnaire, and that's really so I get to know you. You know, I get to know, are you a salon owner or are you out of beauty school? Have you been in the industry six months or have you been in it 40 years? Where are you at within your career? And then what are you struggling with? Where are your challenges? What do you wish you could do if fear didn't hold you back? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Mm. Why haven't you done those things? So there are some deep questions on there. For sure. And yeah. it does take a commitment. I mean, I, I filled it out and it depends on how deep you want to go with me. And by the way, I'm the only person seeing this, so it's not being shared with anyone. Um, it depends on how, how much information you want to give me. It probably takes around, <clears throat> excuse me, seven minutes, right? Mm. Seven to 10 minutes to fill out. But it's a way for me to do two things. First of all, collect data. And when I say collect data, there are already patterns coming up with what I've seen of where people are feeling, where mm. people are feeling unsupported, where people feel that they can't be successful because of. So that's already starting to show itself from me. Um, and the other reason I want to collect it is because I want to see where people are struggling, not just to see the patterns and collect some data and see how we can help each other in, the, in our industry but also <clears throat> my goal is we're going to have a real conversation. I'm going to have a conversation with you. So it starts off so what as is a that? So what is that? survey Tabitha, form. So, so Tabitha, you're literally saying that, 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 that if I fill out the questionnaire, you're going to call <clears throat> me and, and, and we're, I'm going to get to talk to you. Right. I am. That is absolutely brilliant. So what I'm doing, I'm January is my goal. So I'm on target. I'm going to email back the people that have, uh, already communicated with me. Mm. Obviously I've got hundreds, right? So people, if you've filled this out or if you plan on filling this out, I'm so grateful and thank you, but you need to be a little bit patient with me. There's only one of me <laughs> and contrary to what everyone thinks, I don't travel with an entourage. You know, I'm a one man band, so I don't have a, a million assistants crawling out of my suitcase or anything. Um, I'm going to go through, there's no there's no prerequisite to this. It's just being honest as you can on this form. And then I will email you a link that you can access my calendar mm. and set up the time that works best for you. And we will have a conversation. We, it can be over zoom, over Skype or on telephone. That's so brilliant. pretty easy. The other thing I'd like to do is because I'm blessed enough to travel a lot with matrix, right? So mm -hmm. I do all the major hair shows and I'm on the road a lot because I work with matrix. So my other goal and thought is when I come into a hair show to be able to take a group of people and because I've got the information, send an email and go, Hey, I'm in Chicago. Right. And then maybe do instead of one-on-one -on -one conversations, let's do a little group powwow. Let's sit down as a group and brainstorm. You know, that's part of the thing that I, that I want to do with this communication is I feel like there are so many hairdressers out there that feel isolated right? and are comparing themselves to other people and 
most of it is on social media and they feel like they're falling short. But as, and we also get very proprietary about our businesses and our craft and what we do, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people aren't having these conversations, even with each other in their own communities of where their businesses are and talking about, you know, a Wednesday's really flat for you. Are you having a hard time trying to find staff? What have you done? Because we feel like we're all in competition with everyone. And I don't believe that. I don't have that philosophy. So I'm really excited about having these roundtables. I think those roundtables, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's brilliant because not only, I mean, because you can go to a class, but these roundtables will actually help with the psychological battles that a lot of us have. Right. right. So physically I can come and watch you, but do, and I can leave and I can do it, but I might not have the, uh, whether it's the confidence or like what you said, you know, I'm comparing and psychologically I defeat myself. And the, totally. I, yeah. And, these round and, that, and that's what I want to do from the round table because I will have people's information. <laughs> I can go through, right. Um, and I can go, Oh my God, these people are in Chicago. Let me reach out. I'm coming to Chicago to do this event. Or these people are in Florida and I'm going to be in Orlando. Let me reach out and see if they're available to come in. And we can, you know, take the time and sit down with 10, 10, 15 of us and let's have a conversation together as business owners, as professionals, as hairdressers and see what we come up with. I love that idea. When, when do you, um, do you have a plan or do you have a goal to have your first roundtable? My first round table, I'm actually um, planning on doing it in a couple of weeks in destination okay. in Orlando, which is mm-hmm. the big matrix show. So that will be my first round table. Well, here's a spoiler. She might be having a round table with us and the mentees <laughs> at the uh, matrix destination thing too. I mean, maybe that might be happening. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, we're going to work and make that happen. So that that's really exciting as well. Uh, look, when you have these opportunities, yeah. Um, and I'm so blessed to have these opportunities and you're in front of people. I love walking on a stage, right? There's nothing better than walking on a stage and people clapping and just feeling that rush of emotion. It is incredible. There's nothing better than standing in a classroom and sharing information and, and hopefully showing people a better way, a different way, an easier way to achieve what they're looking to achieve in their business or their craft. All of that is amazing. My favorite part of any time I do a classroom or a speaking event is opening it up to the audience and asking them a question. I love the interaction. I always have. It's always been my favorite thing. I don't really care what anyone asks me. I have an answer for everything. Um, Right. And I just, I love it when people ask me questions and that that's really where this came from. It came from my curiosity of, where is our industry struggling and, and how can we change it and how can we support each other better? How can we support each other so that we may not be able to overcome all those challenges, but let's identify them first. Mm-hmm. You can't solve them if you don't identify them. Let's identify them. Let's see if there are patterns and then let's figure out ways that we can support each other. We're all in it together. Right. 100%. 100%. I love that. I love that. And I, I think I'm reading between the lines here, but I love that, that, that you're asking the narrative from the stylist that's behind the chair, not necessarily what we're hearing 
um, you know, either some of the uh, some of the companies that the narrative that they're putting out or or whatever, you're going right to the source, so to speak, you know, you're going right to the hairstylists that that are doing it every day. And not, and so we're not being told about, you know, what your retail numbers need to be or what this needs to be. It's just a real honest conversation. If Well, that is what I'm doing. And that probably was the catalyst for why I wanted to do this, because I know when I do classes, when I go out and I take a new class on the road, or I think I just learned this, or this is something that's been really helpful, impactful, changing for my business or how I run my business or what I've done from behind the chair. I don't always know if it's helpful to people when I go out there. Right. And although I really appreciate the support that people will come if I do an event, I want you to walk away and feel more empowered and more inspired and like you have a few tools in your toolbox Mm. that you can change your daily routine or habits or how you run your business or how you think about yourself, right? That's the goal for me. Yeah, that's the gooey so, uh, part of Tabitha. It is, it is the gooey. It is the gooey part of me because I, while I appreciate the love, I want to give it back to you. And the way I give it back to you is to educate. Love it. And share. Love it. And, and give you what I know and what has and hasn't worked for me and how you could maybe use that in your life, your business or your thought process. So, this was kind of bypassing the middleman for me. This was go directly to the source. doesn't matter who that source is in the sense of how long you've been in the industry because we're all in the industry. So let's stop going, oh, you're fresh out of school. You don't know. Yeah. Right? You've been doing it this long. You have no idea. Let's stop that. Everyone has a seat at the table. There is a slice of pie for everyone. Mm. let's collectively have a conversation, take our knowledge, take our, our, you know, challenges, because that's okay. We learn from our challenges, take our successes and let's have a bigger conversation with each other. But yes, I wanted it from, I want it from the source. I love it. I love it. And especially if you share your, your challenges and your successes, you help everybody. That's it. That's it. You know, I, I, I kind of wish like, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you, uh, you phrase it as your challenge. Cause I think I'm taking the conversation elsewhere, but, but let's go with it. Is that I'm so glad that we're calling that, that you refer to it as a challenge as opposed to a failure. Right. Because I wish that we could, because there is no, there is no success without failure. Right. But, but, but yet we're so scared of the failure. You know, we don't see it as a stepping stone necessarily. We see it as something that's going to hold, push us back or hold us back in a weird way. But, um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I just don't believe it may not feel like it when you're in it, but mm-hmm. I don't believe that there are any failures. They're just lessons. Mm. So it's, it's being able to recognize this didn't work. Why didn't this work? Mm-hmm. Own your part in it, right? Whatever it is, own your part in if you had a reason of not of making this happen and then change it so that it doesn't happen again. So for me, a challenge is just a, it's a learning exercise. Sometimes our biggest challenge is ourself. 
it's always sometimes biggest the challenges. biggest challenge that we have is, and it is something that is coming up more with some of the questions that I'm getting, the answers is the biggest challenge is I don't have the confidence. I don't feel good enough about myself. I don't think I'm worth putting my prices up. I, I don't think I'm good enough to do this. Wow. Right. Do you see, do you see pride as well? Like sometimes, you know, pride <clears throat> can uh, hold you back because pride will make you afraid to try because you don't want to look like you're, uh, you know, you want to ask for help. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I call that ego. Yeah, right. And I, I talk a lot about that when I do speaking events because you have to check your ego. We all have a little bit of ego and that's okay. That's healthy, right? A little mm -hmm. bit of ego um, helps us to present ourselves in the right way, to go out and do things that maybe we wouldn't do before, believe in ourselves. That's all good. But when your ego gets to the point that you can't ask for help because you think it's going to make you look weak, like you screwed up, like you don't know what you're doing, then that's your ego talking, not really your true self talking. Right. And you need right. to check it. You need to, you know, I, I have this thing when I teach classes, I talk about just ask your ego to sit in the back seat. <laughs> Thank that's you. It. Right. Like I really appreciate you. It's great to have you around because you, I'm, I need you at times. I need my ego at times, but right now I need you to sit in the back seat. Yeah, I've seen so that. many talented people hold themselves back because of it. <clears throat> if they were able to put that in the back seat, they would be some of the best hairdressers, you know, around. But yeah. unfortunately, it's, sometimes it, you you can hold yourself back that way. It's it's interesting to me because um, and I'm going to kind of go with what what off of what Tabitha said is that you know when that ego starts to get in the way, it's not really it, it's 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 how the, your own insecurities have manifested into ego. <laughs> Right. So like if you can, it, it, it's, it's when you're, when you're, when you're like, oh, I don't need that help or whatever. It's your own insecurity to say, like, like she said, either I'm not good enough. I can't learn this or I'm not, I can't see it that way, you know, but it's, it, it, it's all manifested in that same, in the same place for me, at least for me, it is, you know, like, like when I've had a challenge or when I've had to have those conversations with myself, um, it, it's usually my own insecurities that are holding me back. She's giving me and, an, and it's masked as ego, giving you an opportunity to, uh, to actually have a conversation with her and just only her, nobody else. So hopefully, you know, it'll, uh, it'll allow a lot of people to put that aside and really have this, this conversation. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, the questions again, you know, the questions are a little deeper and philosophical, which work for me. And I work with, I work with clients all the time. A lot of people may not know, but I have a coaching business. I am a coach. Right. Um, I have, I've been doing my master's in it. I've got several certifications. I do different modalities. It's what I do. And I notice a lot when clients come to me, you know, that they'll say something like, um, I have a really hard, I want to charge more in my business, right? I need to put my prices up. And that's true. When you start to look at their business model or start to look at their figures, yes, they need to put their prices up. It's been too long since they've raised their prices and they definitely need to. When you start talking about coming up with strategies of how to do this and what it looks like financially and as a business model to implement into their business, you start to find that it's not 
that they don't know this, it's that they don't put their prices up because they don't think they're worth it. Mm. So there's an underlying problem to the problem that they tell you. Does that make sense? I know it's a little deep. Bear with me. Total sense. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with, I haven't put my prices up. That's just the vehicle, right? The engine, which is really the guts of the problem. The engine is saying, I'm just not worth it. So yeah, I know I've got to do it, but I'm going to do everything come hell high water (laughs) to avoid putting my prices up because I just don't feel like I'm good enough to raise them. No Mm. one's going to want me. No one's going to want me for $5 more because I'm not worth $5 extra. That's what people are telling themselves. And that I have so many clients that I work with on that, right? And we, we work through, we get to that underlying problem of what you tell me the problem is. Honestly, nine times out of 10 is not the issue. Dig deeper, get to that problem. When we can make those changes, and have those conversations, we can really move things. Mm. That and that, that excites me. And mm. um, I've seen it. I've seen it with people I work with that they're, yes, they're raising their prices and they're changing their businesses. And that's all fantastic. I want that for people. But I just want you to look in the mirror and go, Shit, I feel good. Yes, I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm worth it. That's what I want for people, right? I want you to have a great business. I want you to be able to afford what you want. I want you to take care of your family. I want you to enjoy this industry. That's all really important for me. But I want you to look in that mirror and go, yeah, you know what? I'm really proud that I'm a hairdresser. I'm really proud of myself. I do a great friggin' job. I'm rad. I love myself because when you get to that place, you don't need anyone to blow smoke up your ass and tell you how great you are because you just know it. Mm. And that's not ego. That's the right of every human. Well, you've earned it at that point, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. That's amazing. And I want to go run through a wall for Tabitha. (laughs) Way to go coach tab. Because I mean, there are, there are people you you see that they have everything, but they don't have that and they're not happy. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, and it's so, that's the other part, right? Sometimes I, I work with people and it's all the stuff. They have all the stuff. You stand on the outside and you look in and you go, all the stuff is amazing. You know, you're amazing and you look amazing and all the shit you got around you was just really shiny and pretty and gorgeous. And they don't feel like it's enough. Mm. They're still, it's not good enough. I don't have enough. It's not good enough. I'm not there enough. What's, you know, and you have to look at what you have to look at being able to sometimes, again, just accept that you're worth all of this, but where, where are you happy? Are you happy if you can work hard enough to pay your bills and take care of your family and do the things that are important to you, but also be able to enjoy that time with your family? right? Not just buy pretty things, take a vacation, have a weekend off, spend it with your kids, you know, do those kind of things. What are you working for? And helping people set those goals and realizing that it isn't just um, putting crap in their life because putting crap in their life, that obvious, honestly, often comes from the ego. That isn't because we want it. That's because we think it makes us look better in the eyes of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. or it fills some kind of void. And it's, that's just, sorry, that's BS. So Tabitha, I mean, there's nobody in our industry that has, um, that has achieved more success than you. I'll, I'll make that argument, um, whether you will or not. So how do, what do you do or how do you stay grounded or, you know, what do you have like mantras or do you have practices that, that, that keep your feet on the ground? I do. Um, I mean, I, I would argue your point. Thank you for saying that. But I would definitely <laughs> argue your point. There's, there's a lot of people that have done, I'm in a great group of people that have done a lot of amazing things in, in the industry and for the industry. Um, I've never, I'm really hard on myself and I have always been my biggest competition. Mm-hmm. So I've, it's never been good enough for me, not because it's not good enough in other people's eyes, because I like to push myself. That's how I keep going and growing is, okay, that's great. What's next? Just, just keep pushing my boundaries of myself and having high expectations of myself. That's where I get a lot of drive from. As I have become older, which is <laughs> fabulous because we'll all get there one day. Um, and as life has really dealt me some just shit, um, for a few years, it was just wave after wave of devastating things were happening that were challenging to work through. Um, my solace has always been my work. It's always been my happy place. And a lot of, a lot of, um, these things that started to happen in my life made me even more look at myself. I've always been really good at self-reflecting and checking, checking myself. And I've never believed my own press release. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I read, you'll read something about yourself and you'll go here. Yeah, great. But shit, I've still got to work on this. You know, that could still be tweaked. That could still be tweaked a little bit. So I've never bought in. I've never believed the hype and I have really, um, not a lot, but I've got a couple of people that are really good around me uh, that ground me and, you know, just keep me grounded, which is good. But I meditate. Um, I work on myself a lot. I, I work on, ask myself a lot of questions on a daily basis of why am I doing this? Is it, am I doing this from an ego point of view? Is this something that works for me? Is this going to be helpful to other people? So I do many of those kind of things to keep me grounded. And then I've also realized, as I said before, a lot of the superfluous crap around us isn't important anymore. It used to be important to me. It isn't anymore. You should judge me on the work I do. And if I can help you and support you, not on how much my shoes cost. (laughs) Um, and giving back has been something that I've always done in one way or the other. And since I've been volunteering and going on projects with hair aid, that has really changed a lot for me and really grounded me as well and put everything in, in perspective and also been, um, it's a good, happy place for me. And I know that sounds funny because you're going to a country that, isn't happy situations for the people that you're dealing with in hair aid and the people Mm -hmm. that you're training. 
but just that pure giving back. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what you don't have. The fact that you're just there giving and sharing your skill with people that need it, they are so incredibly appreciative and it truly strips away all the stuff and makes you realize how basic human kindness Mm. and sharing with each other in its just its purest form are the things that make the largest changes that we often think are not that important. Mm, I love that. We, um, we just talked to Selena, who is the founder, or I, I don't even know what her title is, but, you know, she founded Hair Aid, which is, a, which is an organization that, um, that helps uh, uh, poor people um, find a trade in the hair industry. And it's, it's like a five or seven day program where um, they, uh, you teach, um, you know, poor people how to cut hair, you know, just five basic haircuts. And then that's enough for them to, to have a trade. It's more than just poor people. They're re- I mean, a lot of them are rescued. Out of yeah. dire straits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's um critical poverty and critical poverty means people that often the people that are left behind, right? So the countries that Herod goes into Manila, Thailand, Cambodia, Indonesia, Vietnam. So critical poverty are people that are living on the streets and living in slums that have nothing. So no access to running water, any kind of facilities, um, really living it rough, rescued sex trade and rescued from the drug gangs, Mm. primarily girls that have been rescued out of just the most shocking conditions ever and are being taught a skill so that they know that they can go out and earn an income without having to resort to selling their bodies or going back into the sex trade. Mm -hmm. And it's not to make them hairdressers, it's to give them a skill because the skill of cutting hair, even, even though they're from incredible, you know, incredibly poor communities, some people in the slums, do have jobs. They just don't make enough money to be able to have a home and move out of the slum. So they still have to show up somewhere and look presentable. So they need to get a haircut, but they Mm -hmm. can't afford to go to what would be considered a traditional barber, right? Or hairdressing salon. They can't afford it. So people can go back into the communities. A lot of people over there are rubbish pickers, and I think rubbish pickers earn around one US dollar a day for picking pounds and pounds of trash. trash right. And once they have come through a hair aid um, training and they have their haircuts and they're gifted their kit from hair aid, they can actually go back to their communities and cut hair on the side of the street. That's all they need. They, they're, mm-hmm. Again, not hairdressers. We're talking about skill they can go back to their communities and cut hair on the side of the street and make up to five US dollars a day. Wow. That's amazing. How many, so, how many that's incredible. And how many, how many trips have you been on? How many hair aid uh, trips have you been on? So far I've been on three, three. Can, can you kind of, um, for the first timer, like I, I know Tony and I were kind of, we're interested in, in doing it. Can you kind of walk me through like the very first time you went and like, and, and I'm, 
I'm imagining that day one, moment one is intimidating as hell, right? Like you're dealing with, you're dealing with it, stuff. Honestly, um, I really don't think it is. I don't think it is intimidating. Um, Selena does such an incredible job at bringing everyone together and making them feel okay and having all their questions answered. So as soon as you sign up for a hair aid project, there is a um, Facebook, a, a private Facebook group for that specific project that everyone goes into. So any questions you have, any last minute concerns, anything, you go in there and you communicate it and it's always answered. So that's really, really helpful because people start chatting with each other before they even get to where they're going. So nice. you kind of feel like, you've started to build up right a relationship and you know each other. And then when you get there, um, the first thing that everyone does is when Selena gathers everyone and gets them together and kind of goes over telling what a project is. And she does a couple of great, just really relaxing bonding moments, right. For everyone to feel comfortable because everyone is there and everyone is valuable and no one should feel intimidated by anyone. Mm. Um, normally Selena will break down and talk about every single area within that project. So the project may be in Cambodia, but there could be seven different locations and each one is slightly different for whatever reason or different, different parts of the community, different people that are being trained. So she'll talk about each one. She'll give some overview. Often she'll have someone from one of the organizations on the ground that hair aid work with to come in and explain people, explain to people any cultural differences that they should be aware of so that no one feels uncomfortable or any faux pas or if people mm. aren't, doing something that they expect, especially with the rescued sex trade girls, they, they explain to you how you really can't touch, right? Not, not because you're touching inappropriately because these girls have been so violated for so long that any kind of touch for them is really frightening. And you can see it, it puts them in a really vulnerable, scary position. So the right way to be able to teach them to do a haircut um, and to be able to guide their hand and show them how to hold scissors, but in a way that's more comfortable for them than how we may typically do it, right, to you or I, because right. we don't have those challenges. So she does such a great job with setting everyone up. And then one of my favorite things, I know it's silly, I can't, it's a love-hate relationship, but um, the night before the project, we have to pack all the kits. So Selena will put everyone in there their groups of where they're going in the project and who they're with, but all the kits need to be packed. So the scissor comb, sectioning clips, cutting comb, water bottle, everything that we need for a project needs to be packed and all the hair aid volunteers pack it. So we all sit in a hotel room um, that's super crammed and it looks like a beauty supply kind of threw up because <laughs> that's what it looks like. And we sit there and we pack the kits for the next morning. Love it. Golly, I can't wait. And she's also, you know, the other thing that is really amazing um, and, and really, really helpful is every night when we go off and we do projects, and it doesn't matter if you've done zero or you've done a hundred, right? There's a, there's a process to it. And Selena's really great with pairing people. 
she's already kind of talked to you and gotten to know you before you get on the project. So she already knows, um, you know, the right person to pair you with and all of those kind of things. And everyone is there for the same reason. So I have to tell you, there's no ego, wow. right? There really isn't. Put that ego in the back um, seat. Everyone is there for the right reason, but every night we debrief. So every night we get together when we come back from our projects and we sit down as a group and we debrief and talk about each area that we were in, maybe any challenges, successes, notices. Do we need anything? Do we feel supported and everything? Is there anything that, that maybe we could change the next day or needs to be done different? Um, and that's really helpful because it's emotional, right? So yeah. it's emotional for everyone to go through this. And Selena really does um, such a great job with making sure that everyone feels incredibly supported and in all that they need. And part of that is having a conversation. Wow. Back to that, aren't we? Huh? Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, it's incredible. It, you know, that's probably a part of uh, Tabitha's life that nobody knew about. And that's walking that's the, the walk. Go- that's the gooey side. Yeah. But she's, she's literally walking the walk, right. Yes, and, no and not making it public. It's not necessarily, Hey, look what I'm doing. She's doing it because that's where her heart really is. I love that. Love that it, about look, her. It's thank you, but it's life changing. And from the first time I, I went on a hair aid project and when I had heard about it and I knew people that had gone on them and spoken to Selena and got gotten to know her. Um, and that was always my thing of please don't tell people I'm coming. Mm. This isn't about me. This is about hair aid. So, you, you know, I, I go in and I go out and I do post on social media because I'm lucky enough to be able to travel and I want to share that experience with other people out there and coming on a project is not for everyone, but there are many other ways that you can support, you know, hair aid if you want to and support the cause. But I also think it's just really empowering as one hairdresser to another to be able to stand in the streets in Cambodia or stand in the streets in Thailand and go, I'm teaching people how to cut hair and you know what, next week they're going to be able to afford to buy rice to feed their family and they're not going to starve. That's wow. pretty rad. That is very, very rad, you know. Right, that's pretty amazing. All right. Yeah, you walk away and realize how blessed you are and, and hopefully you can find peace and contentment. Totally. That's, that's it, man. Um, Tabitha, tell us um, or, or tell our listeners, like, how, uh, how what, first off, how they can get in touch with you for the, uh, for the, uh, for the Tabitha Conversations. Um, did I brand that right? Is, is it Tabitha? It, conversations, yeah. conversa- Tabitha? conversations with Tabitha. Totally <laughs> fine. If you, if you go on my website, so it's tabithacoffee.com, you'll actually see a header that says conversation starter. Click on that, fill it out, press send. It all comes to me. I read every single one. And as I said, I'm getting, I'm just trying to get this glitch with my calendar and my website together so I can start emailing you and you will just get a link from me and go in and book yourself in my calendar with a link to a zoom meeting. And that's how we'll do it. Or on Instagram, I, I have a link in my Instagram bio as well of how you can fill out a form. That's perfect. And she's been doing, um, I know over the last few weeks, she's been, um, uh, Tabitha has been doing a lot of stories um, in there as well. So um, she has some swipe ups uh, to get right to the link as well. As a matter of fact, that's how we found it. Right. Yeah. Do her stories. So, um, 
once again, Tabitha, um, you, you are all inspiring to me. And, 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 and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm very grateful that, that, that we found a path together. And, um, I'm also very grateful that, that you introduced us to Selena at Hair Aid. Um, I, I, I told Selena, um, when we talked to her, we told Selena that Hair Aid is our goal for, for 2020. And, um, as far as if you're a podcast listener, you're going to hear a lot about Hair Aid this year because I think it's I think it's invaluable um, both for uh, for the people that you're helping and for the industry and for us that are able to help. Absolutely. So we definitely want to bring as much attention to uh, to Hair Aid um, as we can. So uh, so Miss Tabitha Coffee, once again, thank you very very much for joining us on your day off. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>